When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the Girls and Boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B Boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A Boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. On the left hash mark, third down and four handoff. Baxter flips it back. Ewers throws. Downfield wide open. J.T. Sanders caught. Touchdown, Texas. How about a little trickeration for you? That one goes for a 24-yard score. Welcome back as we wrap up hour number one here on the Hurt at Sports Radio. I'm Robbie Lula. Shane Schilberg producing for me. We're live on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We're live from the H&H Chevrolet stage here at Hurtout Sports Bar and Grill. And we are knee-deep in transfer portal season as we mostly look at quarterbacks, but there's a there's a ton of... Other players, including, as I mentioned earlier, Walter Nolan, defensive lineman who was the top prospect in the country, according to some services from Texas A&M. He he hops in the portal as well. It is a... um, It is a wild time here in college football, and uh, we... We'll try and keep track as I as I scroll Twitter. Well, you got you got the portal. You got head coaches moving everywhere. You got playoffs. I mean, it, it, this is a great time for college football. This is it's kind of like the NBA off season where sometimes people get a little bit more jazzed up about the storylines and the movement and everything than people do actually about the games themselves well we got and we got 43 bowl games coming up so i mean we got that to look forward to the games themselves i mean i don't know how many of those bowl games people actually look forward to but uh there certainly will be 43 of them which is a lot and nebraska is playing in zero of them unfortunately um We've got a little fight breaking out in the YouTube comment section, so that's always fun. Uh, so I'm trying to wade through that and get to actual content here. Uh, one comment that I saw earlier, and I apologize, I don't remember who it's from, was uh, somebody talking about Willie Fritz taking the Houston job. Uh, Tulane head coach Willie Fritz, who is unbelievably good at his job. 
Um, just a terrific, terrific football coach. A um, little bit older as he has taken his sweet time kind of going through his coaching career. Um, from, but he's been a he's been a head coach for a pretty long time, just not always at the highest of levels. He started off as a head coach at Blinn College, which if that name sounds familiar to you, it's because that's the JUCO that um, that uh, Cam Newton went to uh, when he transferred from Florida before he ended up at Auburn. Uh, but he's been from Blinn College to Central Missouri to Sam Houston State to Georgia Southern to Tulane, and now he will be in Houston, but he has been a winner every single place that he has gone. Uh, just an outstanding uh, football coach by any measurement and has turned uh, this two-lane team, which was destitute when he took over, um, and he has gotten them. Last year they were in the top ten nationally. This year they're 11-2 and two overall. He will take over at Houston. Uh, that's a really – I mean, that's a terrific hire for Houston um, as they start to navigate – the Big 12, um, some of the other coaching spots that got filled up, uh, Boise State removed the interim tag from Spencer Danielson. Um, they had uh, they had fired their coach earlier in the season, and Danielson was their defensive coordinator. Um, they had fired Andy Avalos about a month ago, a few weeks ago. Um, and Danielson led them well in that interim uh, and they got to the Mountain West Conference title uh, in that one as well. Um, Danielson, just 35 years old, uh, so that's a uh, a nice young hire for Boise State. And as they try to kind of recapture some of their <clears throat> some of their magic from earlier uh, in the from earlier in the the last I guess decade or so, but the. There's only two Power 5 jobs currently open, and Vanderbilt certainly is Power 5 in name only. That's a tough job and a um, a really challenging place to navigate. Um, excuse me, that's just the offensive coordinator is out at, at Vanderbilt. So just Duke, um, just Duke is available uh, for Power 5 conferences. I, I apologize, I misread that. Uh, but just Duke is available in the Power Five head coaching because Mike Elko left for Texas A&M, and a guy that we were talking about a little bit earlier with when Grace McCall came up was the um, was Jamie Chadwell, who was previously at um, was previously at Coastal Carolina, currently at Liberty in his first year there. I think Jamie Chadwell is a um, is a really interesting person to look at for that Duke job. Um, he's obviously very familiar with the area, been super successful, runs a unique offense that I, I think would help Duke because you don't have to go out and get the same type of guys that everybody else is getting in terms of trying to, you know, there's this line in, um, in Moneyball where Brad Pitt, as Billy Bean is talking about, playing against the Yankees. And if and he basically says, hey, if we try and do this like everybody else, then 
or the line is they're in the they're in the scouting room and he goes if we try to play like the Yankees in here we'll lose to the Yankees out there basically saying if we do the same thing everybody else does when we're buying when we're uh, buying players and signing players and scouting players they're better at that than we are because they have more money they can always sign the better player because they have more money so you have to do things differently in the collection of players in order to beat teams that are better at that traditional method of collecting players than you are. So the reason I bring that up with Duke and Jamie Chadwell is Duke is a challenging job. Duke is a Duke is a place that it's pretty difficult to consistently get a high level of talent. Um, they don't have a ton of tradition. They're very academically challenging. Um, it's a it's a difficult job to to consistently win at and. Uh, David Cutcliffe did a really good job. Mike Elko did a really good job. But I think there's value in maybe not going the full service academy model, but doing something in the sense of being different so that you don't have to go out and try and get a Riley Leonard every year. Riley Leonard being at Duke is kind of an outlier. They usually don't have that level of quarterback at a place like Duke. And they're not going to have him at Duke anymore because he's transferring, probably to Notre Dame, it sounds like. So I think Jamie Chadwell would be a really good fit at Duke for those reasons. Um, I think he would give them the opportunity to remain competitive without going like a full Paul Johnson to Georgia Tech triple option uh, model there. He gives you unique looks without – making it unattractive for certain prospects to play there. Well, and, and the football team isn't number one on the totem pole either. I mean, if you think about it that way. Yeah. It's they're a, playing second fiddle. Yeah, it's a basketball school, first and foremost, always will be. Um, there is never in a million years will, uh, will basketball not be the number one priority at Duke, uh, similar to Indiana, a, a job that another guy that we like, uh, Kurt Signetti, took earlier uh, in this hiring cycle. So uh, that to me is, is the, the job opening that I'm most interested uh, at looking at. Um, another guy that I think could get some run that we haven't talked a ton about, and I'll have to ask um, our guy Adam McClintock how, what, their, what their models look like on, on this guy, but Rhett Lashley at SMU – um, SMU just won their first conference title since the death penalty. This is the first time they've won a conference title in almost, I think it was 1984, almost 40 years. He's only got two years as a head coach, both at SMU. He went 7-6 and six last year, 11-2 and two this year. They won their conference title. Um, they're moving into the ACC next year, so I'm not sure how appealing – uh, other jobs would necessarily be. Um, if I'm not mistaken, SMU has a ton of money because uh, they're a, a very well-off private school. So he's got kind of like Jamie Chadwell. He's got a lot of resources for a school that's relatively small um, or smaller in terms of profile. And so that's an interesting guy to keep an eye on as well. If for some reason... You know, there's been some speculation. I don't think this is actually going to happen, although I don't know. Um, there's been some speculation of a guy like Ryan Day maybe 
wanting to move on. Not that I think that Lashley would get the Ohio State job, but a job like that opening up creates a pretty large domino effect. And so that would be that would cause some interesting things for a guy like Rhett Lashley or a guy like Jamie Chadwell, where I think some of those higher profile jobs might be a little more interesting. Although, like I said, SMU heading to the ACC, although college football playoff committee apparently treating the ACC like a group of five school anyway, because it doesn't matter if you go undefeated and win your conference championship, if you're Florida State, who, by the way, is a blue blood and, you know, a national power, but that's okay. Uh, they've got treated like a group of five team anyway. So maybe SMU needs to, well, maybe Rhett Lashley at SMU will rethink his place on the totem pole with uh, SMU going to the ACC as well. We'll try and keep up to date on the transfer portal. Uh, lots of stuff. I haven't seen any news about Nebraska yet. Um, don't expect a ton of Nebraska guys to enter the portal, at least not guys of consequence. But we will keep you up to date on that. Coming up next, Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald.